You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Today is August. Uh, today is August. Today is Friday, August 20th, 2021. Um, we're going to recap a game that was played yesterday because that's what we do here. And that's my job to talk about the Tigers games. Um, Tigers drop this one. 13 to 10. And then uh, we're up, you know, 10 to 2 at one point. Yep, having a great time. Uh, so before we get into that disaster, let me tell you about something that's not a disaster. Spotify Greenroom. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our locked on rooms. All right. Um, where do we want to start, everyone? Segment three, we're, we're going to prospects. We, we might even not even make it two whole segments talking about this game because... I, I, I very much like my job and want to keep it and don't just want to <laughs> go off off course here and, and just lose my mind. That was an unbelievable game that I just watched. I'm also, just for more perspective, I'm recording this minutes after the final out was made. Um, usually I record in the evening after you know night games or whatever and then day games. I usually wait until the evening anyway because that's just how my schedule works out. Today, I uh, needed, needed to get it off immediately. just need to get this out of the way and done. And then I can enjoy my evening and not think about the fact that I had to talk about a game in which we blew an eight-run lead in four innings. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's – I don't – I guess we'll start with the offense because that was okay for half the game. It was really good, actually, for half the game. Let's get something straight right now, though. At the beginning, Jose Quintana stinks. Stinks. He is bad. Okay? So, as, uh, as, as cool as, you know, the, the, the little hit parade we had going on early there was, and, and, and it was, you know, I mean, we scored 10 runs in five innings. That's very impressive, no matter, you know, it's a major league pitcher. I don't care who you are, but... Uh, Jose Quintana stinks, and Aaron Sledgers stinks. Both of them are not good at their jobs. Jose Quintana's whip is, is like, pushing two, and his ERA is pushing seven, and Sledgers is not far off from either of those as well. They both stink. Okay? So we're going to take, and then... The, the other three relievers the Angels used aren't exactly, their numbers aren't bad, but they aren't exactly world beaters either. This Angels bullpen as a whole is just not very good. Um, and yet, Wants, Mayers, and Warren shut us out in the last four innings. Uh, <laughs> this game was unbelievable. Okay, so we'll start with that. Quintanic only goes one and a third. He stinks. Sledgers goes three and a third. 
throws like 80 pitches out of the pen, gives up four runs, stinks, okay? Um, oh my gosh, I, I really, <laughs> this is unbelievable. I still, I'm still processing what happened. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, okay, let's just, the first five innings were actually really good, clearly. Um, and then the last four innings were a joke. So, Robbie Grossman, couple of knocks and a walk. Uh, he, he's in like the mid-70s in walks now, dog. The dude is unbelievable. So, so, he's going to set career highs in pretty much every offensive statistic. They showed the graphic on Bally today. Um, just a, an unbelievable season for Robbie Grossman and one of the best Alavila signings he's ever made in his entire tenure as general manager of the Tigers. Very, very nice. Very, very excited that he's going to be a Tiger next year. Jonathan Scope, three for five with an RBI. Jamer, three for five with a homer. His slugging percentage is now 434. OPS is 793. The Jamer slugging percentage watch no longer is even close to 400. We, we might have to move it up to like 450 and see if he just keeps climbing. He is on an absolute tear. Since the All-Star break, he is, he is statistically straight up one of the best hitters in baseball since the All-Star break. So awesome to see him get into that groove. Made a couple of really nice plays at third as well today. Just a great, great game from Jamer Candelario. This, this loss is definitely nowhere near his shoulders. Um, slash line of the year is now 277, 359, 434. Like I said, 793 OPS. Beautiful. Miggy, two for five with four RBIs. Did not get 500, but took uh, two steps closer to 3K. We'll gladly take it. We will gladly take it. Uh, we're going to head to Toronto now this weekend. Uh, so the, the 500 watch now travels on the, on the road after a week long, a week straight of, of playing home games. We're, uh, we're finally headed, headed onto the road. So uh, 500 watch will we'll travel north of the border there for the remainder. Still a great crowd, and it's still a crowd that stayed throughout almost the entire game for the sole purpose of maybe Miggy's going to bat again. <laughs> Even after we blew the lead and, and whatever, and, you know, people stayed because Miguel Cabrera, the power that man holds in this city. Daz Cameron, we talked about uh, on yesterday's show. Um... Daz Cameron, someone that uh, that we were kind of eyeing on coming back soon. He came back, clearly. And uh, went went over, but had an RBI. Had a nice little uh, situational piece of hitting there with two strikeouts. Betting him fifth was an interesting thing. Uh, at first glance, you're like, wow, why is Daz Cameron betting fifth? Then you look at just the entire bottom half of this lineup, dog. Daz Cameron, Willie Castro, Zach Short, Victor Reyes, Dustin Garneau. That's your five through nine. Brutal, dog. That is so bad. Oh, so that makes it a little more understandable, I guess. Willie Castro with another homer. Only hit of the day, only hit of the afternoon, but uh, but another homer. Nice little shot. To, uh, to left field. Love to see it. Willie Castro owns the Angels. OPS is now up to 632. That's very sarcastic. I, I, <laughs> Willie Castro. My opinions of Willie Castro have not changed based on hitting two home runs in the last three days. 
Or back-to-back home runs, I think. Two home runs in two days, I'm pretty sure. Zach Short also cranks a ball. When Zach Short hits the baseball, it he hits it hard. He just does not hit the baseball very often, unfortunately. So one for five with two Ks for him. Victor Reyes with another hit. Victor Reyes is like the king of going one for five with a single. That's like all he does. Uh, and then Dustin Garneau with a hit. And his first at-bat, I believe, back with the Tigers. Uh, he, he's back up. Eric Haas has moved to the DL, or IL, rather. Um, Garneau. So our catching tandem is now Garneau and Griner. That's horrible. That's so bad. Gosh. So that's the offense. Robbie Grossman with a steal. Uh, but it was like a gimme steal. and was, I mean, there wasn't even a throw. Just, uh, we, we, we absolutely crushed the two horrible pitchers they threw out there to start the game. And then the second half of the game was just completely shut down. We got nothing going after the fifth inning. No rallies. No, oh my gosh, we might score. Just like straight up dominated in innings seven through nine. Unbelievable. Such a frustrating loss. And I will get into why it was frustrating. We'll actually cover the pitching. And that'll be fun. Uh, That's your offense, though. First five innings, phenomenal. Beat up, horrible pitching. Did what they were supposed to do. Second half of the game, uh, did not. And was completely silent and went to bed and forgot they were playing a baseball game. All right. Let's get into the pitching here. Uh, but first, I got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar is delicious flavors? You did. You listen to me talk about it all the time. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor is the cookies and cream. You can also get the mixed box, though. You get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy, too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. Get that coconut, get that mint brownie, get that mixed box, whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein box, box, bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's crazy. You can eat what Olympians eat. Stop waiting. Go get some Built Bars in your life. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. All right, everybody, we are back here at segment two of the Locked On Tigers podcast. Um, okay, so the pitching was horrific. It was horrific from start to finish. No one that came into this game and pitched with an old English D on their jersey wasn't absolutely horrific on the bump. Matt Manning with the start. He went four and two-thirds. Five hits, only gave up two earned runs. He walked four in four and two-thirds and gave up a boatload of hard contact. He was getting hit all over the yard. They also, the Angels left like almost 10 runners on base in just Matt Manning's uh, four and two thirds. I mean, he he really got slapped around 
and uh, how he only gave up two earned runs is nothing short of a miracle, to be honest with you. There is no, like, like, there's no, no rhyme or reasoning besides it, that's baseball sometimes. He, he, it was not that good of a performance. He showed flashes again, got the velocity back up for a couple batters, um, had, had a couple of nice, nice at bats against like like some of the strike he did strike out four that's a pretty high k number for four and two thirds given what he's usually sat around and what his k per nine's been on the year like he he did have his his moments his flashes in the sun but as a whole just an an incredibly underwhelming performance from matt manning uh and that was handed off and usually it's like okay you only give up two runs you, you go and you'll work on it, whatever. That just, every single person that took the mound for the Tigers this game gave up a run. You know how wild that is? We had a dude pitch zero plus. We had a dude not recording a out. So Derek Holland comes in in relief of Matt Manning, goes Two-thirds of an inning, three runs, no walks, and a K. Derek Holland's just not that good. And his numbers since the All-Star break, especially against lefties, had been uh, better. Just step in the right direction. Not even step in the right direction, just flat-out good. They were flat-out good. And then today, uh, we just, you know, took a, took a big step back. Gave up a three-piece and got hit all over the yard. Then Joe Jimenez comes in. He does not record an out. One hit, three runs, three earned runs, two walks, and then gets ejected on, a, on his way out of the game. One of two ejections for your Tigers today. What a train wreck of an afternoon. So Joe Jimenez gets ejected for, for telling the ump his strike zone sucks, which I'm not sure why Joe Jimenez thinks he has the right to do that, being how he's pitched I mean, this season, sure, but like the last three seasons. Um, so he gets ejected, but then like him and the umpire make up after. It was like weird. Like he got ejected, and then after he was ejected, instead of just being like, screw it, and just screaming and, and being like, oh, like this is stupid, whatever, like most people do and get their money's worth, like Hinch did, he like did the opposite. And, like, he got ejected and then immediately just started apologizing profusely. And, like, him and the ump were, like, chill after. And they both, like, gave each other a little, like, head nod kind of a thing. And, like, a little, like, wave of respect. I don't know. It was weird. But Joe Jimenez was horrid. Then we pass it off to Funkhauser, who goes one and a third. Two hits, one run, one walk, one K. Gave up an absolute shot. Of, uh, I think it only ended up being a double, but it was cranked off the bat to uh, to Brandon Marsh, who d- owned us this whole series. Um, nice little confidence booster for, for Brandon Marsh, who is uh, one of the Angels' top prospects in their entire organization. And uh, yeah, had a nice little pick-me-up series after a slow start to his MLB career. So you're welcome, Brandon Marsh. Um, but yeah, Funk didn't look great. Uh, the stuff, I guess, was was okay but he gave, again he gave up a ton of hard contact and was leaving the ball right out over the plate 
There was a laser hit to Jamer Candelario. He made a fantastic play uh, that, that could have been a lot worse if, if he didn't make that play as well while Funk was on the mound. Just Everybody was just giving up such hard contact. Um, then we move on to Fulmer, who went one inning, three hits, three earned runs, a walk, and a strikeout on 40 pitches. Gave up a home run as well to, I believe, his was Max Stassi. I believe that that was the the one that he gave up. Or maybe he gave up two. They're all blending together. They scored 13 runs. <laughs> they scored 11 in like four innings. Uh, it's kind of blending together already, even though the game just ended. But um, Fulmer, again, the velocity was not the problem, which it has in the past. So that's good that the velocity wasn't the problem. But uh, the location was horrific. The ball was right in the middle of the plate for everybody. No one could paint a corner today. Everything was just right over the heart of the plate, no matter what the name on the back of your jersey was. If you were wearing an old English D, that's just how you pitched. And then Ian Kroll came in, and there were some people in, in, the, in the Twitter sphere that were like, oh my gosh, why are we bringing in Ian Kroll? Dog, there's no one else to bring in. <laughs> uh, there, there, there was no one else to bring in. I... I don't know. I don't know. Erasmus Ramirez has gotten a heavy workload. Gregory Soto, since the break, had been getting a heavy workload. And then the Grand Slam thing happened. So maybe we're giving him a couple of days off. Also, the fans' reception, if Gregory Soto came in after we were already losing and then he struggled, uh, I think... Social media and the city of Detroit might have exploded. So I'm kind of glad they went to Ian Kroll. And he came in. Two hits, gave up a run, etc. Just like everybody else. Um, Fulmer gets a blown save and the loss. Just, we were up 10-2 in the fifth. After the fifth inning, we were up 10-2. And we lost 13 to 10. Unbelievable. Things really unraveled after AJ Hinch got ejected. A lot of times, people, <laughs> uh, the manager gets ejected and it, and it riles people up and it gets people excited. And it's kind of like a tactic managers use to, to come and, uh, you know, fire up their team and, and spark a comeback or whatever. Ours happened when we were up eight or, or seven or whatever. And uh, we blew an eight-run lead. So now, on the season, on the season, all of baseball, I believe, is we were only the second loss of the entire MLB season of uh, a team that at one point had an eight-run lead in the game. It was like 140 and one going into this game, this season, and then now it's 140 and two. So that's fun. We get to be in, uh, you know, kind of unique and special. There we stick out. Just a brutal game. Hinch got his money worth. He he screamed and yelled, a weird catcher interference play, and he didn't like how much time 
was given to the Angels uh, to review the play because it's only supposed to be 30 seconds. And because of all the arguing, they ended up getting like three minutes. And he was mad about that and got his money worth and got tossed. And then the team blew an eight-run lead after he got tossed. So I'm sure he had a great day. If you think your day was rough, A.J. Hinch did not have a very good day at the office. Not to his fault, really, but certainly did not have a great day. (coughs) Unreal. Unreal. I don't even know. I don't really have too much more analysis. So we're just going to end. We're done talking about this game. Let's get into the prospect stuff. First, though, got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. It's that time of year. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You have the updated odds, props, contests, including half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Usually it's 50. It's time to take 100% welcome bonus using promo code Locked On. Be sure to take advantage of their opening opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded for up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Doesn't matter. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. We are back here for our final segment of Locked On Tigers. We're going to talk about prospects because I don't want to talk about this this game anymore. I'm very much over it. and uh, Well, I'm not over it. I'm very over talking about it. How about that? Really don't want to do that anymore. So we're going to talk about the prospects. The prospects. There was a, uh, at the beginning of this week, the big announcement that Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, and Ryan Kreidler all would be getting the call from Double A to Triple A, which is very, very exciting. Um, Torkelson and, and Green getting the call up means a lot. I know last Friday kind of talked about how I said I wouldn't really mind if they both stayed in Double A for the remainder of the year. I'm certainly fine that they're moving up to AAA. Not going to complain about that. The interesting thing is with the move up to AAA, I think that means that uh, it's pretty much all but certain that they will be in an Old English D at some point next season. And that pretty much guarantees that at this point. If they rode out AA this year and then started in AAA next year, it might have been like, oh, like they're having a really good year, obviously, but you know. I think this kind of guarantees, like, hey, we want them to get this AAA experience as soon as possible so that we can get them in the majors as soon as possible. Awesome, awesome. Very fun news. So let's start with uh, Torkelson. So his final AA numbers, 50 games, a 263 average, a 373 on base percentage, a 560 slugging percentage for a 933 OPS phenomenal numbers absolutely phenomenal numbers and that that seven for seven with three homers doubleheader certainly boosted those there at the end before the call up but i'm here to tell you we don't care phenomenal numbers and and it's a 50 game sample size you love to see it so 
so far in AAA. At the time of this recording, he's only played two games. So, uh, yeah, in nine plate appearances, he has a triple. Two hits, one of them's a triple, has an RBI in there, and a strikeout. So, a fine start. A fine start. Doesn't seem to be like getting called up and, and slumping really hard right away. In his first game, had a uh, had a sacrifice as well, uh, sack fly. So not does not seem to be immediately overwhelmed or anything. Love to see that Torkelson now with Toledo Mudhen. Super super fun. Riley Green, the center fielder. Let's go over his final lines for him. He started the year in Double A, so this will be a full season of Double A work. For Riley Green, 84 games at the AA level. He ends with a 298 average, a 381 OBP, and a 525 slugging, which is a 905 OPS. That is sensational. That's unreal. That, a 905 OPS. He got really hot before getting called up. Because I know our last few prospect updates, I was like, hey, Riley Green has looked really good. He is really good. His numbers are really good. But they... Could be slightly better. And he took that and was like, you know what, JK, we're going to be way better. And he ended his double-A season with a over 900 OPS. That, along with plus defense in center field and what he does on the base paths and all that, this kid's going to be special. I still think he has the highest ceiling in this entire organization. He is the man. Can't wait to see him in Detroit. His start to AAA has been pretty similar to uh, to Torkelson's there. So in two games, he has two hits, an RBI, both hits being a single. He also has two walks and three strikeouts. So uh, again, same thing as Torkelson. Does not seem to be immediately overpowered by the call-up, which is obviously great news and like the first thing that you – think of and, and want to notice when, uh, when when people get called up. You don't want them to seem completely overpowered. Unfort- not to call anybody out, but unfortunately, kind of like uh, like Robson was at the, at the major league level. Certainly just looked absolutely overpowered. So he does not seem to be like that, which is great. Okay, now let's get into Kreidler. This is the, not controversial, but the interesting one. Uh, so he gets called up. He has been tearing the cover off of the baseball in AAA. His first two games, okay, he has eight plate appearances, four hits, two of them are homers. In Fuego, to start off his AAA career, his batting average is 667 with a 2,500 OPS, almost a 2,600 OPS. Unbelievable. His final stats in Double A: 88 games played all of this season in Double A. 256 average, 325 OBP, 429 slugging, a 754 OPS. Not bad, not not phenomenal by any stretch, but not horrible for sure. the The frustrating part, and this is not his fault at all. This is not Ryan Kreidler's fault whatsoever. Uh, I like him. I, I would be interested if he got a shot at a middle infield or third base, kind of even if it's a utility role, whatever, in Detroit at some point. Sure. Sure. The, the frustrating part is he gets off to this hot start and he gets called up with Torque and Green. Everybody's like, oh, that's like his name is like linked to these two now. Like people take closer looks and 
now we have like beat writers talking about oh well <laughs> one of them was, is a retired beat writer but we have people like oh hey maybe the tigers don't have to spend 300 mil on a shortstop because we can just uh call up ryan kreidler look man nothing against him not a slight like i said would be very fine with him getting a chance at the major league level uh, we're really shallow organizationally up the middle. So second base, even like a, a third base thing, I, you know, whatever. I'm fine with it. It's nothing against him at all. I like him as a player. But he is the 19th prospect in the organization. His career OPS in college was sub-800. His career minor league OPS is, is comfortably sub-800. This is not someone you look at and you're like, oh, we, we don't need to sign a shortstop now because we have Ryan Kreidler. That is absolutely asinine. And again, it this is not me trying to slight him and it's not his fault and he hasn't said any of this and I, I feel bad. But if you as an organization use him as an excuse to not sign a shortstop, you will never be a competitive baseball team because your mindset is whack. That's all I got. I, I, I don't, I, if I kept going down this rabbit hole, I'd end up repeating myself a million times. I don't want to do that. You need to sign a shortstop still. Ryan Kreidler, sure he's a great guy, could be somewhat of a piece going forward, is not an excuse to not sign a shortstop this offseason. Not even remotely. Not even like a little bit. Okay? Believe that. Before I send you on your way, got to tell you about Locked On Bets. Betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, flawed specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So far, the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right. That'll do it. For us, for me here at Locked on Tigers, thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to me. Peace and love. Go to Therapy's Dope. And I will catch you all Monday. Yeah, that's all I got. Rest in peace, Bill Freehand. Go Tigers, baby.